The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series? Then do we have a podcast for you. Hello, Fire Whiskers. I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Debt of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. And try to stay on topic. Which is easier said than done. Without further ado, here's this week's chapter of The Debt of Time. Okay, we're going to title this episode the episode from hell. That's what we're going to title this. <laughs> the episode that started 17 times before we got to start. We've been re- yeah. we've, mm, we've been attempting to do this for like 30 minutes 40, now. 40. 40 minutes. Excellent. Great. Uh, my child wouldn't fall asleep. My neighbor started mowing. We didn't think we were going to start. And then my child still refused to sleep. And then he finally fell asleep. And then Cat had Wi-Fi issues. And then we had recording issues. And then nobody hit fucking record. And... <sighs> It's, is, we we definitely haven't been doing this for three literal years. Today. Today is... Tomorrow. No, it's Tuesday. No, it's today. It's Tuesday. The day before her birthday is September 18th, which is today. Her birthday is September 20th. The day before her birthday is September 19th. No, her birthday is September 19th. Echo, what day Man is Hermione the- Granger's birthday? Here's something I found on the web. According to cultures.com, Hermione Granger's 37th birthday is today, September 19th, and Harry Potter fans across the world are celebrating the smartest witch there ever was. Fuck you. And also, I checked the Instagram, and when I posted our second birthday, it was on September 20th, so ha! That's because the episode came out on September 20th. Go stuff yeah, and nut. We, we started the day after her birthday. Oh, okay, but well, I that's was still, what I consider our birthday. No, that's fine, but we we still, I was still right that Hermione's birthday is September nineteenth. Yes. That's all I'm trying to point out. You were in fact correct. Okay, great, but yeah, still, we've been doing this for three years. Like we should, in theory, have our shit more together. We should, and I'm just very grateful for the fact that I got coffee this morning. And it's funny because like Starbucks has a shaken iced brown sugar oat latte thing it's so good brown shake brown sugar shaken oat milk espresso yes and they only have it cold they don't have it as a hot option correct because i went to get it as a hot option they didn't have it and then i wanted a frappuccino and i was like oh that'd be good as a frappuccino they also don't have it as a frappuccino option what they do have is the apple crisp oat frappuccino and so what I did was I got the apple crisp or apple caramel, whatever the fuck it is. It just is apple C, so I'm not sure. But whatever. I got the apple oat frappuccino, but then I removed all of the apple crisp, apple caramel, whatever pumps and replaced it with the brown sugar pumps and then removed the apple drizzle from the top and instead added cinnamon dolce topping and cinnamon powder. And it was delicious. But it was just very funny because it's an apple oat frappuccino with no apple syrup and no apple drizzle <laughs> i have a toothache listening to that starbucks order i got 
it has the same amount of drizzle. It has the same pumps of syrup as a regular frappuccino. I just actually it has less because I took the drizzle off the top and just replaced just, it with cinnamon powder. I can't do Why? frappuccinos because they're so sweet. Why did you do that? Oh, because I'm still logged into this shit. I'm like, <laughs> we didn't do anything. Okay, I'm done. So I'd originally planned on starting this episode with good eye, Mike. I say that because I got right here a violet crumble, which is a delicious shattering. That's not fucking Australian. <laughs> delicious, delicious shattering, shattering? candy honeycomb covered in chocolate. Shattering. But it says it's Australia's violet crumble. That looks like something out of Willy Wonka. It does. And then I also got Maltesers? Maltesers? Maltesers. 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 Those. Which are basically just whoppers. Yeah. They're they're British whoppers. <laughs> they're British whoppers. They're not bad. They're just whoppers. Ooh, today's important fan question. Good and plenty, aka black licorice. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Absolutely not. I love good and plenty. Yeah, and I made the same face. <laughs> Puke in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> that, every time somebody talks about black licorice, I think about my ex-boyfriend from high school who was obsessed Ew, with no. black Mm-mm. licorice jelly beans. Oh, my mom black, loves those, though. Black licorice jelly bellies, specifically. And I discovered when we were dating that there was a bulk foods store that had jelly bellies. And they had them by flavor. So I bought him like two pounds of black licorice jelly beans in a giant bag, like by the pound. But I feel like as somebody who doesn't like black black licorice, that was a terrible idea because I feel like all of his kisses from then on tasted like black I licorice. I told him he wasn't allowed to eat them around me. And he <laughs> had to brush his teeth or have gum before I was around after he had been eating them. It was how I asked him to like... Our winter formal in high school was always Sadie Hawkins style, so it was always girls ask guys. Yeah. And so it's it was part of how I asked him to Bells. I asked a really cute boy to a Sadie Hawkins dance once, and he said yes, but he was late because that was the day that 300 came out, and every boy in our school went there instead, so the school dance was literally nothing but girls waiting for their dates to show up. That's fucking funny. Dude. Um... He was extremely good looking and a very good dancer. We didn't date, but he was just a really good dancer. And I was like, I'm going to ask him. But um, I also had a high school boyfriend who really just a terrible fucking person. I'm very glad they're not in my life anymore, despite their most diligent efforts to try um, to the point where I had to block them on Facebook. Um <laughs> Finally, which I should have done years ago, but... Did they know about those podcasts? I fucking hope not. And I don't really care if they do, because as much as they try to act like they were a nice guy, they were the kind of person who said they were a nice guy, they're also the kind of person who mentioned taking me to their senior prom, and I was like, okay, and then... A couple months later, I was like, are you serious about taking me to prom? Because I'm currently at a dress shop in Miami and I found a really pretty dress that I would like to buy, but it's kind of expensive and I don't want to buy it if you're not going to take me to prom. And he was like, yeah, I guess I'm going to still take you to prom. And I'm like, okay. So I bought it, had it altered because I'm a tiny person with small shoulders. So I had to have the shoulder straps adjusted. So then I couldn't return it. At which point he said, 
But I want to get laid on prom night, and I know you're not going to put out, so. What a fucking dick. Oh, my God. I lost my virginity to his best friend, who I then proceeded to date for almost two years. I mean. I, that is not why I lost my virginity to that guy. I loved him with my whole heart. I thought I was going to marry him. But. That's fun. His best friend was a cocksucker. Like, terrible fucking person. This is such a happy way to start this episode. It is, though, because um, he told me that I was going to... He made fun of me for my lazy eye because I have something called convergence insufficiency. So when I get really, really tired, one of my eyes, and it is not always the same eye, left or right, it depends will sort of like wander off and then I have to work really hard to bring both of my eyes together. My eyes work interdependently. I don't have 3D vision. So when people are like, oh, how can you not tell how far? I don't have depth perception. What I have is trained depth perception. So when people, my sister used to give me a hard time about driving and how terrible I was, but it was literally because I did not have depth perception or the ability to see the way normal people did. And I didn't know that because I've only ever seen the way I've ever seen. So like, you know, when you're like, Playing one of those driving games. I just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything is flat. Everything is equidistant. What? I don't. My brain doesn't want to compute that. Okay. I My brain doesn't want to function in general because I am very hungover. So <laughs> there's that. The adult supervision is out of commission, guys. I have never. Like, literally, so we had a friend over last night, and we cooked dinner and drank entirely too much wine, which was so much fun and delightful and enjoyable. Also, she was here till one thirty in the morning because we were just sitting and talking on the couch. <laughs> like, Fine. totally, totally, totally spaced out what time it was. Um, but we literally were talking about Bluey because she realized, she thought that Bluey was, like, Australian slang for blues clues. So we were like, but she's single and doesn't have kids. Yeah, fair. And so um, we were like, no, 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 no. It's actually really funny. And so like Mike is going on about how funny Bluey is and talking about this other thing. And I explained something about how there's a whole episode called Whale Watching that's all about the parents being hungover from New Year's. <laughs> and I was like, it's really funny. And then that was like the, the first thing I thought about this morning when I woke up and I was like, Oh my god, what happened? <laughs> like, I need corn chips and sour cream. Oh, anyway. The dead of time. Anyway, the dead of time. Um, but I did just want to say, like, I recently found the international food section at the New Publix, and they had an awesome selection of, like, British and Australian candy. Still no goddamn Tim Tams, but I will continue the quest. Um, you, do you not have a world market? No. We don't have a fucking Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, but with how quickly the town is growing, I do every three months submit a new request to Trader Joe's to come here. Um, World Market. I don't even think there's one in Nashville. But, ooh, I did learn something new. Okay, so we're just getting through all the tangents early, and then we can go ahead and read, right? Um, Did you know, okay, do you guys know what a nymphomaniac is? Yes. Okay. Huh. Do you know what an nymphomaniac is? There's one on Charlotte Pike Drive in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, I'm not going that far. I've heard the word, but I don't know if I know what that is. So nymphomaniacs are people who, like, almost compulsively have to have sex. It's 
people who like fuck all the time, like rabbits constantly. Oh, that would explain it because that's what um, what's his face tells Hugh Grant in Notting Hill yes. that she kisses like a nymphomaniac and oh, yes. okay. Fun fact: Did you know that technically only women can be nymphomaniacs? What? Men are called satyriasists after satyrs. S a t y r. I thought satyrs were women. No, satyrs are men. They're men with goat bodies. They go after nymphs, oh, which are women. Duh. Thus, satyrs, nymphs, satyriasists, satyr. It's s a t y r i a s i s t s. Satyriasists and nymphos. So that's where it comes from. It's satyrs and nymphs. What? I have so many. Okay. Yes. I have no, so many I was, questions I was re- about, like, is there a non-gendered specific one? <laughs> yeah. Like, why is my brain trying I, to fill that information? I, I feel like it would be named after uh, Bacchus, maybe? But, well, Bacchanalia, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I was reading a but book. that's about and, drunkenness more than Yeah, sex. but I, I was reading about a, a book where the female lead character is a sex psychologist and she said i wish i did treat sex gods i could do with a sex god or two in my life besides only women are called nymphos men are called sideriasists or whatever it is uh bridget rolls her eyes and i can't help but smile i don't care what they're called just find two and arrange a double date (laughs) wow (laughs) Um, wow and the other one is um wolfsbane potion is actually chemo what Oh my ah. fucking god. So, Wolfsbane Potion. What is the number one ingredient in Wolfsbane Potion? Um, it's a trick question. It's Wolfsbane. Yeah. Also known as Aconite or Monkshood. Yeah. I'm like, aconite, this is not that hard of a question. Aconite is poisonous to dogs. Yeah. Chemo yep. and radiation are poisonous to humans. Yep. But they target the disease and kill that they also hurt you but they mainly just kill the disease mm-hmm. so in that frame of mind wolfsbane potion and chemotherapy are the same because while both are poisonous they're treating a disease and they're still safer than the disease itself bananas <clears throat> have you seen the like head cannons where people talk about um remus like obsessively eating chocolate because he heard that it would kill dogs. The, yeah. Super fucking depressing, but yes, I have heard that. But you know what I haven't heard? Is you reading this effing story to me? <laughs> I was going to say what happened was, but yeah, basically. Jesus. Why are you eating the chocolate like that? That was weird. Why are you eating while we record at all? Yeah. Like, I'm not talking to you. You can that cut one it out. You're going to piss off those listeners that have that thing about the, the misophonia. Thing. I'm yeah, eating that thing. while Kat is supposed to be talking so Hannah Beth can cut the eating out. Oh, okay. <sighs> well, well, you're going to have to eat fast because I didn't write down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I'm lazy. Okay, so apparently Maya's trying to get the dark mar off of Draco. I don't know why. I forgot. Somebody told So he doesn't why. have it anymore? Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. So she's trying to get the dark mark off his arm. And Ron is like, 
but I need help. And she's like, well, go ask Tonks. Go ask somebody else. He's like, but but I, I just need help. And she's like, I'm busy. And he didn't take that very well. And he's being a butt face about it. And then <sighs> Maya's complaining because Sirius won't have sexy time with her. Mm-hmm. And she's very upset about that. And that's basically what had happened was. Yeah. Fill in the blanks. That that it, that's pretty much it. You, you kind yeah. you kind of nailed it. Claire has a giant mouthful of chocolate. Oh, not the chocolate So uh, she chose poorly. I'm so sticky. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> My nose is just so bad. Okay, read okay, me yeah, an epic story. story. I have a paper I gotta I, finish. My kid's gonna wake up before we're done with this, Jesus. Oh my god. We haven't even started. Yeah, I know. Started. Okay. Chapter 136. Happiest Loser. October 6th, 1998. The full moon was spent in the basement of number 12 alongside Padfoot and the Little Fox, who is now being called Vixen. Despite being able to avoid the nickname for years among the marauders, Ginny and Tonks thought it was adorable, and they were not nearly as afraid of Maya as Sirius and Remus had been as teenagers. So, with his head between his paws, Mooney's attention flickered back and forth across the basement while Padfoot and Vixen battled for dominance. For as much dancing around one another as the pair had been doing since her return, and according to Maya, that included in the bedroom, their anime guy sides gave them each a bit of a reprieve from whatever issues Sirius was dealing with. Padfoot, desperate to play, did just that while Vixen, a little more pent-up than usual, bit and scratched and quite viciously attacked him in return. Mooney pretended to be bored, too mature for their antics, but in reality, it was the best full moon he'd had in 19 years. When Dora came to collect Remus the following morning, she found him sitting up in the corner of the room, a blanket wrapped around his body. He felt healthier than ever, despite the pain of his transformation the night before, and there was not a single scratch or bruise on his body. Sirius and Maya, however, were curled around one another on the floor, exhausted from not sleeping a wink during the night. Both were covered in bites, scrapes, and other abrasions. You all right, love? Dora whispered, stepping slowly over the sleeping couple to hand her husband a pain relief potion. Remus nodded. Oh, I'm perfectly fine. And then? She curiously eyed the way that Sirius had a possessive arm wrapped around Maya's body, an arm that was covered in a showering of tiny, sharp puncture marks. What the hell did they get up to? Remus scoffed. If we're lucky... Last night was foreplay. October 12th, 1998. Sirius and Maya went the next week without mentioning the full moon or what their anime guy alter egos had gotten up to. The pair went around pretending that they did not even recall the events, showing only concern for Remus the following day, and then not saying a word more in regards to the night in question. Maya spent her days testing Sirius's boundaries and trying to purposely provoke him, while he subtly avoided her advances. Shy flirtations had never been something the couple had gone through. Sirius had only been eleven when the physical affection had begun, and despite it being completely innocent, he was only twelve the first time he had slept in her bed. 
By the time they even acknowledged more than friendly feelings for one another when they were teenagers, it was all harsh and rough and heated. Sirius and Maya had never been calm little bluebell flames in a jar. They were fiend fire and nothing less. Easily conjured and impossible to control. Maya would place her palms on his thigh during dinner. Sirius would react by holding her hand within his own. Maya would kiss his neck in the early morning before he woke. Sirius would roll over, kiss her forehead, and then get up for the day. Maya would corner him in any room of the house and get as close as possible. Sirius would find a reason to leave. Subtlety was no longer an option. When she yelled for him from the bathroom to ask if he could bring her the towel she had purposely left on the bed, Sirius levitated it into the room instead of walking in himself. Now, it was war. Maya made her way down the stairs to the kitchen and the wonderful smells of breakfast. A grin washed over her as she saw a large platter filled with delicious treats. Harry and Sirius sat side by side around the small circular table while their, with their plates half empty, sharing the daily profit between them. It was such a peaceful sight, the perfect moment of familial domesticity, that she almost hated to break it up. Almost. Morning, she said as she walked up behind Sirius, leaning forward and kissing his cheek. Harry, did you cook all of that? It looks wonderful. I'm starving. She walked over to hug him and kiss his cheek in greeting as well, snatching up a piece of streaky bacon before turning and walking to the stove, reaching for the kettle. Fuck, I want bacon right now. Harry grinned, basking in the early morning praise. Help yourself. Maya, Sirius asked suspiciously. She smirked as she poured her tea with her back to him. When she turned around, her sly grin was replaced with an innocent smile something that should have been a large warning sign. Yes, love? His gray eyes were dark as he stared at her, raking his eyes over her body. Where did you find those? He asked, gesturing to the pair of tight-fit denim bell-bottoms she was wearing. Do you like them? I know they're not in style anymore, but I really missed my old clothes, so I transfigured a pair of jeans. She turned again dropping the spoon she was using to stir sugar in her tea, and innocently bent over to retrieve it. It was only through her vulpine hearing that she was able to detect the slight whimper that escaped Sirius's throat. Did my mum dress like that? Harry asked innocently, completely unaware of what was actually happening in the kitchen between his best friend and his godfather. Maya stood back upright and smiled at him, purposely ignoring the way that Sirius's breath had increased. Absolutely! Lily and I would go into Muggle London all the time and go shopping. Sirius, would you like some coffee? She asked him, her eyes connecting with his stare for a second longer than would be considered normal. He tossed her a questioning glance and then narrowed his eyes just slightly. I'm good, kitten. Thank you. At least have some tea, then, she insisted, pouring him a cup. I know it's been years for you since we lived together in Diagon Alley, and many things have changed since then, but I remember how much you just loved a good, hot, sweet cup of tea every morning, she said, a sly smile crossing her lips as she set the cup down in front of him. With his eyes still on her, Maya reached for a piece of toast already covered in marmalade and took a bite, chewed, swallowed, and then innocently noticed the leftover sticky substance on her finger and, slowly, sucked it off. 
Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Do you like your tea? She asked with a challenging tone. Sirius stared at her suspiciously and then blinked down at the cup of tea, wondering if she had slipped something in it. He knew that Maya detested the very thought of love potions, but if she was playing at something, and she very clearly was, she would be more likely to slip him mood juice than Amortentia. Thank you, he said sweetly, and she beamed brightly, simpering at him like a besotted idiot, as though his thanks were all she needed to sustain her throughout the day. She took a seat beside Harry and set to filling a plate with a variety of food, ignoring Sirius completely when he brought the teacup to his mouth and took a sip. He let the liquid roll across his tongue, picking out the flavors, watching her as she bit into another piece of bacon, and then reached for the discarded daily profit. She was purposely not looking at him, the minx. Is your memory all right, love? Perfectly. Why? she asked, still not making eye contact. Because you've always known how I take my tea. Always. With sugar, he pointed out as he raised the cup. This has honey in it. I thought it would be a nice surprise. Her smile was wholesome, but her gaze, however, was hard and fierce like a determined lion. When she stuck her tongue out to lick her bottom lip, he could practically see it forked at the end. Don't you like honey, Sirius? It's fine, he said slowly, waiting to see if she really had slipped him a potion. Would his hair fall out, his cock shrink, his skin turn orange? Strange, she pursed her lips. Maybe there is something wrong with my memory. I remember you saying on multiple occasions how you just loved the taste of honey and you couldn't ever get enough of it. How does she taste, Mooney? Sirius had whispered huskily in the heat of the moment as the two wizards prepared the little witch for the pack marking, each dipping their toes in voyeurism and exhibitionism. Remus had mumbled, Like honey. Sirius had replied with a dark grin, eyes full of hunger. I know. Cat's face right now. She's just got the happiest little grin on her face. It's such a big smile. Just realized that next week's chapter has an AO3 version and I'm very excited about it. Yay. You know what that she means, patrons. something in there and it's going to be like, you are going to do things to me whether you like it or not. No. She put honey in it. He used to say yes. that she tasted like honey down below. So she's hoping that by reminding him how good honey is, he'll want some of her honey. I really dislike that you just called it her honey. They thought it was Beach. magic, like something. I mean, Bitch better have my honey. So, it's workaholics reference. Anyway, he felt cold and hot all at once, immediately regretting letting Tonks talk him into buying jeans that were form fitting. His erection strained painfully against the metal zip, and he mentally kicked himself for not wearing pants that day. Friendly reminder for American listeners, pants is what they call underwear. If she had any other tricks up her sleeve before lunch, he would end up scratching his knob for certain. 
When he swallowed hard, Sirius could swear that her eyes sparkled. Thank you for breakfast, Harry, Maya smiled as she stood, finishing off her cup of tea. It was lovely and just the thing I needed to start my day. I'm going to finish cleaning out my old room and moving stuff into our bedroom. Care to assist me, Sirius? He stared at her for a long moment before his eyes defiantly narrowed again. Actually, I was going to work on my bike today. Remus is coming over to help. He said, Go, I know know what chapter this is. (laughs) Fuck yes. Sorry. (laughs) You, the same minute. (laughs) You'll understand soon. (laughs) He said, grinning as he noticed the sudden tick in her jaw. Guy things, you understand, don't you, kitten? Of course, love, she replied, putting more sweetness on the endearment than was ever necessary. Maybe I'll invite Tonks and Ginny over, have some girl time. I'm sure they'd both love to hear some stories about what Hogwarts was like in the 70s. Though her words were covered in sugar, Sirius caught the obvious threat. All right, I'll get readjust. I swear to God, the, like, sound of, I don't know, like, I always felt this way reading the story prior, but the way that you make Maya, when she's clearly being a snake, sound, and she's clearly being manipulative, even if Sirius is aware of it, is, like, so, like, are you stupid? Why would you fuck with that? What is wrong with you? (laughs) Yes. Sorry I'm late, Ginny said, as she rushed out the front door of number 12 to find Tonks and Maya sitting on the steps, mugs of warm tea in their hands as they stared out towards the street. She blinked in confusion and sat down. I know you're both older than me, but please tell me you've not reached an age where sitting on the porch has become how we spend the afternoon. Maya and Tonks both grinned and gestured ahead towards the street where Sirius and Remus were each kneeling on one side of Sirius's motorbike. They've been at this for almost two hours, Maya said with a smirk. The men were covered in sweat and motor grease, wearing muggle jeans and tight white, but now stained, t-shirts. Sirius's long black hair had been pulled back away from his eyes into a knotted ponytail, though a few strands had sprung loose, clinging to his neck. He wiped his forearm across his brow to remove the sweat beaded there. Maya grinned. Well hidden by the muggle-repelling charm on the house, she subtly removed her wand and flicked it towards the wizards. "'What did you do?' Ginny asked curiously. Tonks giggled. "'She's been casting a warming charm on them every ten minutes, slowly increasing the temperature. They're so preoccupied with fixing the the bike, they haven't noticed.' "'What's wrong with the bike?' Maya slipped her wand back into her pocket. "'They came out to change the oil.' But when Sirius went to take it for a ride, it wouldn't start. How much longer do you think they'll be? Two wizards playing muggle mechanic? Maya chuckled. They'll be out here all day. Maya shook her head and laughed, more than likely recalling her father's attempts at fixing muggle toys and gadgets in the shed. Ginny shook her head and laughed. Fuck, who'd I say? Maya. Damn it. Ginny shook her head and laughed, more than likely recalling her father's attempt at fixing muggle toys and gadgets in the shed. You'd think that Sirius would have figured out how to fix that thing, considering how often he talks about it. Oh, he knows how to rebuild the entire engine if he ever needed to, Maya informed her, 
While Remus, Lily, and I were studying ancient runes and arithmancy, Sirius was reading that bike's manual from front to back. He and Jamie rebuilt the engine at least once every six months. Unfortunately for my sweet Sirius, he hasn't figured out yet that I cast a stasis charm on the engine 20 minutes before they came outside. That bike won't turn on until I aim my wand and say finite. Ginny outright laughed, throwing her head back and briefly drawing the attention of the irritated men near the motorbike. At the sudden attention from the wizards, Maya and Tonks smiled and waved. Need any help, love? Maya called out. Sirius scoffed loudly and ignored her. She grinned in reply and recast the warming charm once more, increasing the temperature by just a degree or two, before pocketing her wand again. Not that this isn't brilliant, Hermione, but is there a reason the two of you are torturing your wizards? Ginny asked. Maya thinks that Sirius is purposely trying to not have sex with her, Tonk said. It started out... Uh, it started off as something genuine, and I'm not sure what, Maya said with annoyance. But after this morning, I can tell he's avoiding me on purpose, trying to get a rise out of me while pretending that I haven't obviously gotten one out of him. Tonks laughed. He'll have a hard time hiding that in those genes. You're welcome for that, by the way. Merlin bless muggle fashions, Ginny said thoughtfully. When Sirius stood up in frustration, Maya grinned. Oh, here we go. He began cursing under his breath about the piece of shit bike and the Merlin damned heat, followed by an annoyed, <laughs> it's bloody October for fuck's sake, before reaching for the hem of his shirt and ripping it over his head, wiping the sweat and grease from his face off on the fabric. Maya smiled victoriously at the sight of her angry, tattooed wizard, shirtless and sweaty. He doesn't want to touch me? Fine. I'll get my enjoyment at his expense in other ways. I'll take care of myself with this visual. Ginny, meanwhile, had stood up and rushed back into the house. With the front door cracked open slightly, both Tonks and Maya could hear her scream, Harry! Put on your muggle clothes! Sirius wants to teach you how to fix his bike! The older two witches on the porch burst into laughter. It's raining. Where you are? No, Claire, it's raining at your house, and I'm just going to be like, <laughs> freaking. I wasn't sure if what? it was like, it's, it's raining, raining men. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm glad we were on the same, because I was like, is this a musical reference, or is it actually raining? No, it's raining. It's raining in Southern Florida? Oh, my God. What? Yeah. In September. During hurricane season? No. Never. Oh, God. <laughs> I will say, I do get a little... I, as much as I love autumn and winter and not sweating my ass off every day, I do miss my husband coming in from cutting the grass all shirtless and tan and sweaty. And it's nice. Yard work is part of our rent, so Micah doesn't do the yard work here. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, also, he's the guy who's like, yeah, it looks like our neighbors haven't cut their grass. Or that neighbor. And so he'll just like do all three yards. <laughs> and then our neighbors will come out with their lawnmowers and their weed eaters, and they're like, oh, I guess Jimmy came by. <laughs> Before you start thinking my husband is too much of a saint, the man has a John Deere ride-on zero turn, so it's not like he's doesn't doing a push. He ever sit down? Yeah, I was yeah, say, yeah. He he's sit just down like more? riding around. 
but I hold on. Speaking of the man, he just texted. I, the whole scene with Jenny and Tonks and Maya on the front porch, watching them with the guys is like, I genuinely really enjoy Jenny in book four. And it's yes. one of the reasons why the end of this story is so good for me. Yes. October 13th, 1998. Sirius stepped out of the fireplace at the den to find his best friend sitting in an armchair with a book in hand. Remus quirked a curious brow and set the novel down on the bed, uh, on the table beside him. Everything okay, Pads? Sirius sighed in frustration and ran a hand through his hair before finally blurting out, Maya wants me to have sex with her. Remus looked like he was struggling not to roll his eyes. I'm pretty sure I've only been able to help you with that once, he said while smirking. And granted, it was amazing, but I am quite happily married now. You most certainly can handle this one on your own. <laughs> <God's face. laughs> I don't think that's what he was asking you, bro, but okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. Echo off. Echo, echo, off, echo, off. Jesus Christ, that was so fucking loud. Off. 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 Echo. (laughs) This episode of Fire Whiskey Honey is brought to you by Amazon Echo. Fucking wish. I... Remind me to tell y'all later the, or send you the clip of Bert Kreischer talking about how his daughters came to him and said, Dad, you're being sexist towards uh, Alexa. Like, we don't like how you yell at the robot and, like, we think you're not kind. And he's like, it's a fucking robot! <laughs> anyway, it's funny. Sirius narrowed his eyes. Shut up, Mooney. I don't know what to do. It's been that long, has it? Should I draw you a diagram? (laughs) Step-by-step checklist? I seem to remember she really liked it when either of us... How... Seven! 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 (laughs) Seven! (laughs) A-plus, friends, reference. That was delightfully timed. Perfect. How long are you going to be an arsehole before helping me? Sirius asked, his nose twitching from impatience. Just a few more minutes, I assure you. But I reserve the right to be an arsehole if the situation presents itself again. When Sirius whined, Remus laughed and gestured to the sofa for him to take a seat. So why do you not know what to do? You've been waiting for her for 20 years, Padfoot. I thought you'd have jumped at the chance to bring her back to your bed the first night she came home. Well, I couldn't exactly do that with her crying over prongs right off, now could I? Remus nodded thoughtfully. Dora had forced him to take dreamless sleep for the first week following Maya's arrival, as he was having nightmares about his best friend pleading with him to send her back to the past, tears in her eyes. I suppose not, he said with a frown, until something occurred to him. Wait, didn't the two of you have sex the night you found out your brother died? Sirius waved the question off. I tried to, can't remember if she actually let me. Besides, it's a completely different situation. I thought Regulus was a little prick at the time. We were also completely pissed. 
Then why not drink yourself stupid and have at it? Remus offered. I'm not one to normally suggest you drink any more than you already do, but if history has taught me anything, it's that the two of you have a habit of falling into old patterns. Sirius snorted. Don't think she hasn't tried. Remus raised a brow in surprise. Maya tried getting you drunk? Last night. Fire whiskey. Is she aware that the task is near impossible? Apparently not, Sirius answered. My drinking talents. Alcoholism. Remus corrected. <laughs> I love that. Weren't fine, this fine-tuned until after Maya disappeared. So what happened when she figured out that you can't exactly get drunk on fire whiskey anymore? Remus asked. Sirius had the grace to look slightly ashamed of himself. She never figured it out. She was drinking with me and passed out. <laughs> I love that she was trying to get him drunk and then passed out because she got too drunk. <laughs> but anyway. Before Remus had a chance to scold him, he held up his hands in surrender. I knew what she was doing, and I had sober-up potions at the ready just in case. After she fell out of her chair, I took her up to her old room and tucked her in bed. She woke up with a hangover and threw a teacup at my head and then called me an arsehole. He said with a smile, She's adorable. Remus shook his head. I'll never understand the two of you. When I dated her, she was nothing but sweet and romantic. How you're able to bring out the violent and angry side of her and still survive, I'll never know. Sirius grinned mischievously and waggled his brows. I happen to like that side of her. If that's the case, then why is the love of your life trying to trick you into having sex with her? Sirius's previous grin fell from his face. Well, at first it was because of prongs, and then letting her get settled back into this life, and then of course I had to deal with Harry and what he might think. He said, sighing loudly. Merlin forbid I forget a silencing charm, right? And after Harry said he was fine with it? Well, then it became a bit of a game, trying to avoid her advances, see how drastic she gets, tease her a little and see if she breaks first, but now she's winning the game. Sirius could never understand how easily Remus was able to convey, you're an idiot, with just a look. I'm pretty sure you're both losing right now. Sirius nodded, remembering how the day had gone so far. After Maya's angry outburst that morning, she disappeared into her old room for hours. Sirius and Harry had eventually sat down for lunch, talking about old R regulations compared to the new system that Kingsley was installing in the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. Neither had noticed when Maya came down the stairs, making her way to the kitchen. What is it with witches wearing their wizard's Quidditch jerseys? Harry asked with a laugh. Sirius drew his attention to Maya, who was leaning against the counter wearing his old red and gold Quidditch jersey and a pair of shorts. She answered Harry, but Sirius didn't hear any part of their conversation as his attention was drawn to the small carton of strawberry ice cream in her hands. Ice cream for lunch? Harry asked her. Aren't you the one always telling me that I need to eat real food and not just sugar for meals? Yes, but I had a particular craving, she said her focus falling on Sirius as she began to walk out of the kitchen. Harry called after her, confused over her strange behavior. Not going to put it in a bowl? No, Maya called back. I'll just eat it out of the carton. Or figure something else out. 
Sirius's fingers clenched painfully at the edge of the table as a flood of memories assaulted his mind. Along with that, the nostalgic taste of strawberries, cream, and the tangy, honey-flavored taste of her. He turned his head to spot the witch standing in the doorway, smiling at him innocently, the carton of ice cream in one hand, her wand in the other. His eyes raked over her body, starting at her bare feet and moving up over her legs and the curve of her hips. She was turned slightly so he could see the name Black written on the back of the jersey. The feeling of possessiveness and overwhelming was overwhelming, and his resolve was beginning to crack. The need to see his name branded on her thigh was becoming almost necessary to his survival. He swallowed hard at the way she was looking at him, ever the picture of innocence, but Sirius knew better. Sirius knew exactly what she was doing. Fucking dickhead. He is laying on a plastic bag. Oh, I was like, what are you looking at? My dog being a dickhead. Got it. Max, I swear to fucking Christ, if you don't stop moving, I'm going to murder you. The feeling of possessiveness was overwhelming, and his resolve was beginning to crack. The need to see his name branded on her thigh was becoming almost necessary to his survival. He swallowed hard at the way she was looking at him, ever the picture of innocence, but Sirius knew better. Sirius knew exactly what she was doing. And Sirius Black would not break. Have fun, kitten, he said, effectively dismissing her. Her amber eyes flashed with ire, and, very briefly, Sirius thought he had won the battle. That is, until she silently tapped her wand on the edge of her shoulders, changing the green and gold of the jersey to green and silver. His eyes widened, and he growled at the sight, causing her to grin, laugh, and leave the room in triumph. Remus stared at him after hearing the entire tale before finally saying, You two are idiots. She's nineteen, Mooney. She was the same age as us growing up, Remus said. There's nothing wrong with it. She was the same age as us growing up, but now she's still nineteen, and I'm... Technically, she's lived for twenty-seven years. Fine, but she's still got the body of a nineteen-year-old. I'd have thought you'd be pleased with that, Remus said with a teasing smile. Wait, is that what this is? Are you looking at her and thinking of... of Hermione? I thought you and Hermione were close. No, Sirius answered. I've never thought about her as Hermione. Not like that. I mean, not when she was only fourteen. Thankfully, I was never around her much. Plus, she had really big front teeth. Even though it was kind of adorable, it distracted me a bit because Maya never had that. She ever explained the teeth thing to you? Remus inclined his head. Maya had Pomfrey fix her overbite when she took the de-aging potion. Sirius chuckled. How superficial. I'm going to have to tease her later for that. I'm sure she'll enjoy you making fun of her childhood insecurities while simultaneously rejecting her sexual advances, Remus said sarcastically. Good plan. Well done, Padfoot. Sirius frowned again, reminded of why he had come to Remus for help in the first place. I'm old. What if she doesn't... What if I can't... You're the same age as I am, and I'm perfectly capable of shagging a woman senseless. When Sirius didn't react to his humorous bait, he sighed. 
My witch is much younger than myself as well. You and I aren't so different, Pads. Sirius refused to make eye contact, subconsciously scratching at the raised scar in the center of his chest. <sighs> but what Azkaban did to me physically was just as devastating as 30-plus years of monthly transformations as a werewolf. Sirius bowed his head in agreement, and then muttered, Mooney, it's been almost 18 years since I've had sex. My dry spell lasted 19 years. Do you want to keep playing this game? Because I am more than capable, and, unlike whatever it is you and Maya are playing at, I'll win this, Remus said confidently. Sirius looked up in surprise. You went 19 years? Wait, so before you married my cousin, the last woman you were with was... The only other woman I've been with, Remus replied. Holy shit! <laughs> Are you done with your pity party yet? Sirius thought about it for a second, and then shrugged. Not entirely, just taking a moment to celebrate yours with you. I'm not the one pitying myself. Remus insisted with a chuckle. I have a fit wife due home any minute. In fact, I'm not entirely sure why I'm still lounging around with you instead of waiting for her. Sirius tugged at the silver chain around his neck. Remus sighed at the sight and stopped laughing. Pads. The last time I was with her, I was almost twenty. I was in prime condition, not covered in scars and wrinkles and gray hair. You don't have gray hair. It's likely on the way, Sirius muttered petulantly. How do you keep the wolf? He tried to speak, but the words caught in his throat. It's been so long, and Azkaban broke me. I'm afraid I'm going to hurt her. Remus frowned at him. You're not a monster, Sirius. Neither are you. So they say... The last time I was with her, I was a kid. I was an oar, well-respected, Sirius said. And at Remus's raised eyebrow, he corrected. Slightly respected. Yeah. I'd only ever killed one person, and that was in the middle of a battle. Now. He sighed and ran a hand through his hair. I'm tainted and broken, and I'm afraid if I touch her, I won't be able to stop, and I'll... Remus stood up and walked over to sit down beside his friend, placing a hand on his shoulder. Serious. Maya loves you. I can see it in her eyes. I saw it in her eyes years ago when she took me down into the Pensieve. She watched the memory of you. This you, he said, gesturing to Sirius, was the same look in her face that she had any time you'd walk into the common room. Sirius grimaced bitterly, looking away from his friend. Still, if I give in first, then she wins. Then you still get to have sex with her, you bloody idiot. You'll be the happiest fucking loser in Britain. Your whinging is making my cock want to shrivel up. Get out of my house before Dora comes home. One look at your pitiful face and she's liable to lose an interest in shagging me for a month. You're a little moody there, Mooney. Has it been a while? Sirius asked with a smirk. Teddy keeping you both up at night instead of keeping each other up? I'll remind you of this moment when you and Maya have kids. Sirius barked a laugh at Remus's expense and stepped through the flue, vanishing in a swirl of green flames. That's it? That's it. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, click.
cat got blue balls from Paige. <sighs> yeah. But yes. That's really annoying. No, poor baby. And here I thought that it wasn't because he feels old. I thought it was because he didn't want her to just, like, disappear again and get all attached. But no, it's because he feels old. Also because he doesn't want to lose, which cracks me up. I will say it's been a good Saturday so far. Uh, I, it's Sunday. It's definitely Sunday. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, that's unfortunate. Um, my husband has been working from, he went to work at 6.30 this morning and probably won't be back until almost 5. Yesterday he was gone from 7 to 6. So uh, I haven't really had a weekend. I've, But I decided today that I needed to get out of the house. I took myself to Starbucks and then I took myself to Target and Target told me what I needed. Mm, and it yes. was less than $100. So thank you, Target. Um but I I am excited, though, because this year uh, we went to the farmer's market yesterday and I actually got a decent haul because my goal this year, and I've said this every year now for a couple years running, but every year I inch a little bit closer to it. Um, my goal is to not buy any Christmas gifts on Amazon. Um, that being said, a lot of people are getting candles and soap because that's what a lot of the vendors locally sell. <laughs> and those are things that stay good for extended periods of time yeah and i like that candle you got me last year that pumpkin marshmallow one right. yeah so good but um i've also found like lots of cute little uh i basically just looking for things that hold well mm -hmm. um and so one of the things i found is jewelry so like earrings and necklaces and bracelets and that kind of stuff because they're cute um they can yeah that little bitch on a string that you got me last year is still on my wrist oh it's still there that makes me happy. it hasn't fallen off yet yeah i made my wish and apparently it hasn't come true yet because it hasn't fallen off <laughs> did you call it a bitch on a string she did yeah because it's a little star on a string all right bitch just making sure i heard that, that just make sure i heard that right okay. yeah it's been through showers and in the pool and everything and it still hasn't fallen off but and I didn't really mean to say bitch on a string. I meant to say this stringy bitch because it's cheap and it's just a string. <laughs> but resilient. But the point is jewelry is always a good gift, especially things you can wear every day, which yeah. leads us to a gift idea for all of you. Beating Kit Kat is doing Patronus pendants. Patronus pendants. Patronus pendants. Say that three times fast. <laughs> I had to like stop myself because I was going to trip over it. But she's selling Patronus pendants that you can get. They're completely customizable. Um, and if you use the discount code FWHPOD, all one word, you will get $10 off. Um, this is for the week following this podcast and will be available through the following Sunday. Yes. Sunday. So. Yep. Um, so it's good through. Um, so this episode goes live. Oh my god. Calendar open. Come on. Don't do the stupid. Oh. 
Hold please, while technology is a complete butt nugget. So this episode goes live on the 23rd, so it will be available until October 1st. Woohoo! Aw, that's my mom's birthday. Um, but also, like, what's really cool is you can see, like, some of the um, Patronus pendants that she's done before. But then also, like, she's created some really amazing ones, like, for other people. So, like, it's customizable for any animal, even if you haven't seen one before that's already out there. Um, or just other things. And they are so cool looking. I'm a fan. But, like, also there's other pendants. There's, there's like, a new like whiskey and honey one too fun um and then like i'm trying to think of the other one that i saw that was really cute because i was looking at her page recently um (laughs) oh yes all of this is on etsy um she's going to be posting a link in our group so that you guys can access it easily but if you look for beading kit cat that is b-e-a-d-i-n-g-k-i-t-c-a-t uh yeah and so she has those. It's also the Can You Swim pendants and yes, all yes, that yes, other yes, stuff. Yes. So. And, of course, she makes the awesome rings. Um, yes. But, again, that is uh, Beading Kit Kat on Etsy. And if you use the discount code FWHPOD, it gets you $10 off through October 1st. Woo-hoo. One final thing before we hop into our patrons. Uh, this is the penultimate episode of the penultimate season. Uh, so I did want to do something a little bit. Don't look at me like that. So I wanted to do something a little bit special because we're, this is also now just after our third anniversary, which still blows my freaking mind. But what I want to do is pop on over to patron, patron, Patreon, and swap to check out our patrons based on join date. Now that I am on Patreon, I decided to look back and see which of our patrons have been with us since the very beginning and are still with us today, which blows my freaking mind. But we would like to thank extra special biggest of hugs to Sandra, Carissa, Shannon, Rebecca, Rachel, Jillian, Martina, Tori, Miranda, Ryder, Atlas, Dan, Brittany, and Elizabeth for being some of our earliest patrons. You guys joined us within the first two months of this podcast starting and are still with us. You guys are freaking awesome and we love you. Amen. Big hug. I know. But it's kind of crazy the I, ride I do, that they've been on with us. Yes. But Sandra, Carissa, and Shannon especially, you guys literally signed up the first day we ever had patron. You guys signed up on September 1st. Our first episode did not drop until September 20th. You guys literally joined before there was a podcast, and you're still freaking with us. Y'all are the Holy goats. crap. That's amazing. Um, y'all... Y'all are, whether you're foxes, stags, dogs, or wolves, in our eyes, you're goats. No. <laughs> no. We can't end the podcast on a fucking dad joke. Are you yeah. shitting me? We can absolutely no. end the podcast on a dad joke. And we're also not 
the name of the podcast yet because we have to thank our patrons. We'd like to thank our September Foxes, Muggle Trucker, Tyler Maria, Anthony, Professor Magana Got It Going On, Claire Soothes My ADHD Goblin Brain, Tori, Sierra, Camille, Stacy, Kiara, Morgan, Leanne, Sandra, Martina, Shannon, Diana, Jordan, Claire, Nicole, Kayla, Ryland, Amber, Kenny, Sarah, Carissa, Rachel, Widower of a Slitherclaw, April, Kaylin, Audrey, Melissa, Kara, Ryder, Sarah, Cassie, another one for the baby jar, Cauldron Mist, Shauna, Juliana, Samantha, Elias, Crystal, Shona, Dan, Miriam, Brittany, Kendra, Chris, Misha, Sylvia, Jillian, Becky, Crystal, Lisbeth, Frau Holly, Jasmine, and Matthew. And we will see you next. Fire Whiskey Friday. Watcha! Watcha! Get the fuck out of here. Smash it. Sorry. I can cut my stuff out. Also, I have clearly just been, like, li- like editing and not on the podcast lately because I say it with you when I edit. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. I feel like... Actually, I'm curious. How many of the fans say it with us? Like, how many of you at the beginning say all this stuff at the beginning and then at the end say, we'll see you next Fire Whiskey Friday. Watcha. Okay, yes, I want to know. I don't say... I obviously don't say the beginning because I don't listen through the beginning all the way through every time because it's a, like, you know, peek behind the curtain. That's snipped and it's the same exact same thing every single time. So it's not like yeah. I, you know, listen through it. Yeah. Um. But, and the same with the outro. Like, once the music starts, that's all clipped together. Yeah. But the stuff in the middle, yeah, every time. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. A special thank you to Shyalani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. And on our website, FWHpod.com. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. See you next Fire Whiskey Friday.